0: what's up everybody welcome back episode 34 of the sunday sauce podcast it is officially playoff college football time weekend full big time games including My Ohio State Buckeyes. Just have to throw that one in there right off the bat. But before we get into that and more, Joey Coffee, what's what's on the docket for this weekend, sir?
1: Well, good morning, Frank. I will be driving home. I'll already be home by the time you guys all hear this. But I'll be leaving Boston shortly for good old Rock Nation. Um. And yeah, you mentioned. I think uh, obviously by the time everyone listens to this today, Saturday, we're doing this great, uh, great slate of games. And also, I think there's a fight. I think Canelo fights tonight.
0: Oh, does he? Holy shit! There's that. There's college college basketball games. Um, is there Saturday football?
1: There's a bunch. Yes, we got. Oh my 4:30 and your Packer tonight. Oh my
0: god, I forgot my Packer on tonight.
1: As in tonight, as in Saturday.
0: Holy moly! I am. I've had a. Wild week, I didn't, wow, okay, so I had the Buckeyes at noon, past tense, and the Packers at 815, past tense. Call <laughs> you listening on Sunday.
1: <laughs> we're still getting used to podcast time, 34 episodes in.
0: Yeah, not really sure how we're, we always supposed to convey that, but sometimes we talk in, like, the current time we're actually recording, then we try and also talk in past time, so it looks like we're current. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> awesome interview today with none other than the captain of Syracuse University lacrosse, Jamie Trimboli. Rochester native, grew up on the west side, took his talents to the east side where lacrosse is night and day, better than where Joey and I are from, side of town. So he'll to talk more about that, talk about his experience at Cuse, what they're looking forward to this year, him using his extra year of eligibility, being named captain Obviously, his favorite garbage plate the whole night, and he's a stud. Recently, got ranked number thirteen best player or number thirteen player, however you want to say it, in all of the land in college lacrosse. So, um, he's extremely humble. but We tried to to pry some sort of uh cockiness out of him as much as we could.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I'll, I'll spoil one one tiny little tidbit that he mentions. Like it, it wasn't only really part of the interview. He was a he dropped the most subtle flex of all time. He was like, you know, I committed to Syracuse when I was a freshman in high school. It's like, like, oh, fresh? It's like, okay, you're, what, like 14 and you're a freshman in high school? It's like, dude, I was still picking my nose playing Call of Duty 15 hours a day. This kid's committing to go to Syracuse. To already lacrosse. committed. Yeah. Oh, God. He's a beast. I, I've known Jamie. I mean, I, I knew Jamie when I, was, when I was like four or five years old. I, we were babies when, I, when we first met. Um, just through our families and it was fun to catch up with I, I hadn't talked to him in a while so it was fun to see him again
0: yeah speaking of colleges and committing it's hilarious that he committed by by freshman year because when I was starting to like seriously think okay like I think I got it for some college baseball and like I was starting to go to some showcases and stuff and there's that one day in the middle of the summer I think it's like July 1st when coaches can finally start calling people so like I was sitting by my cell phone all day I'm like the first day of that thinking like all these schools are going to call me I'm like, whom who am I kidding? Like I went through a couple showcases, maybe taught a couple courses. like no one knows who I am. So it's just like the ability that he had at 14 to already be committed to the best lacrosse school. Like, I don't even know I know what he did to kids in middle school to get people to like offer him that scholarship.
1: <laughs> Not even that. He's I think he's he's one of the rare breeds who, like, you know, I feel like when we were growing up you heard that you know everyone like so-and-so is committed to go here so-and-so is committed to go like he actually like he actually did it like he yeah
0: yeah it wasn't you know, like a verbal actually,
1: like, really yeah followed through and now he's now he's an absolute beast right But like, like i remember going like baseball camps and like basketball camps like oh did you hear you know did you hear someone committed to duke it's like okay get get out of my face
0: yeah they have another four years before they can even sign a letter of intent. So anything can happen. Right. between. <laughs> again, he's
1: one of the rare breeds who he, he did it. So you can't, you can't knock him there. That's an absolute, that's an absolute move.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man. So that's going to be a cool one. Um, other than that, nothing too wild. I mean, we got some good sports news today to touch upon. Nothing like wild, wild, but I think I after back this it up. Weekend,
1: What do you say? I want to back it up for a second. Okay. I got a bone to pick with who with like mid early to mid 1900s American culture.
0: Okay. So early to mid. So like, we're talking like 1900
1: to 1900. Talking like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s in there. Okay. I was just, I was driving the other day and obviously it's like, it's, it's snowing out. It's all the roads are getting like wet. Like starting to melt a little bit. And I see a bunch of puddles next to the sidewalk and i was thinking i saw and i saw a couple like they were just walking and i was like do you do you believe that they tried to tell us when we were kids that like people our grandparents age would if they were walking with their with their um boyfriend or girlfriend that they would lay their jacket down in the puddle for the girl to walk over you were told that it's like a big trope in like movies and like romance. Like you you've never seen that like a movie. And like and they like they put their jacket in the puddle so the I girl. I actually can have never seen that in
0: my life. That's a thing. That was a thing.
1: You never. How? Hold on. I
0: swear to God, I have not. I have not.
1: I thought that was the biggest like trope in like old rom-coms. Like they're walking. Yeah, well, I always knew it was always, like the. Oh, it's starting to rain. There's there's a puddle, and like instead of walking around the puddle like a normal person they want the guy to put his jacket in the puddle and the girl can walk on it and like walk to the, to the sidewalk. You've never seen that. I swear to God, I have not. All right. I'm, if I'm alone that take, I'll, 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 eat it. But I think it's wild.
0: I'm with you. That, that, was, you definitely, think it's that like was definitely the... a
1: big trope of like, you know, like back in the day, like when like men had, like when chivalry wasn't dead, like I'm not putting my jacket in the puddle, walk around the puddle. I'll yeah. walk, I'll walk you, around did, the did puddle. That
0: did, that, did you, did someone do that? Is that why? No, I didn't
1: see it. I'm just oh, saying okay. I, I saw a couple walking in the streets and I, I saw a puddle and I was like, damn, like back in the day, they want, <laughs> that girl would want the guy to put his nice ass jacket literally just in the puddle. So they, then she can then step on the jacket. So the, the jackets, it's, it's gone for good. It's ruined just for her to walk on the sidewalk.
0: I mean, listen. I I'd like to think that my father is as an old school man in terms of just like chivalry, and he he did his best yeah. to try and teach oh, that to me I whether did. I listened to everything or not. But that was never one thing that came out of his mouth. I've never heard it from my no, it wasn't from my dad. I've never it was heard it great It's a
1: Hollywood trope. It's like a Hollywood. No, I, I understand, trope. but like
0: you still think it would come up at some point in my 26 years where someone mentions that. But
1: so uh, someone that out there's got to know I'm talking about. It's, it's... I don't know. It, I'm sure if I, I look it up, day, maybe I like I just never...
0: Like... Maybe I just, like, maybe brushed past it in the past. I'll, I'll have to, like, look at a clip, watch a clip. But I'm trying to picture, like, a human being taking off their jacket in the pissing rain and just laying their nice, probably, jacket they're wearing to go out to dinner in a puddle. Like, it's ruined.
1: Yeah. It's called being a gentleman, Frank. Gosh. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for the opening of the that car was, that door. That was my bone to pick.
0: Yeah, that, that's a bone. I'm all for picking the... You know, open the door for the lady and closing the car door, like you know that the whole nine yards there. But I think, yeah. I think coat and puddle is the where the line is drawn.
1: You gotta Google. It. I'm telling you, Google I it. You're I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. You can keep going. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. Was there a specific movie that it was in that is ringing a bell? No, it's. Okay. I think it happened in like every movie. Let me look. Hold on. Let me, I'm, I'm gonna do some research right here. All
0: right. Anyway, we'll get going with victory lap. Uh, Moderna. As of Friday night, vaccine approved for emergency use. So now we have two vaccines out there for those that need it, those that want it more so in the frontline worker space and those who are working around, those who are at high risk, the elderly. So um, the, the train is continuing to move, JoJo. So we'll, we'll see how all that stuff continues to unfold. Um, NCA basketball. We do need to bring up Keontae Johnson. Um, he is seemingly out of his coma. I don't know if you saw that, but he he. Uh,
1: that was terrifying.
0: Yeah, put a video. He put a video up yesterday, thanking his fans, thanking the everyone at the at the hospital, the doctors, the nurses, everyone at Florida State who helped him get out of you know the arena and to the hospital, and it was scary, man. I was watching that game. I missed. I missed that like, seeing it live, him collapsing. But, like, I watched the rest of the game. And the fact that they even finished that game last week was insane. But watching him collapse – I was
1: surprised they didn't call a game. Yeah,
0: well, they postponed, like, the next four or five. So – and when he collapsed, it was – I don't know. It was almost like someone shot him, you know? It was just like a dog just dropped. So I'm so happy that he's Okay. Um, It's very, very scary. And I was watching UB football last night because they were in their conference title game and they ended up losing to Ball State. But one of the UB football players is like first cousins with him. So that was crazy that they were saying he was just like extremely emotional, obviously, before the game and even during the whole week. So it's good to see that he's okay. Did you find the video yet?
1: So no video, but I have there's examples. Yeah, I was right. It's a bunch of like, old- timey like black and white movies and like TV shows like from, oh like, we're going 50. way back yeah okay that's all i saying it's like it's like people like our grandparents age like we're doing that we're supposedly doing that i don't know it just i don't know i don't know what i don't know that just came in my I, head and I was driving i like, almost want to call one of my grandparents I almost want to
0: call one of my grandparents right now and be like
1: yo is this a thing was this I thing? doubt that i doubt that anyone in real life has ever done it but it was definitely like a thing on TV and like movies back then who knows? There's that. I, okay, so I found a picture. This guy literally just puts a suit coat in the in the, wa- the water, and this girl is about to step on it.
0: I'm calling my Nana right now. Let's see if we can get out the line. She's eighty, eighty-two. Oh! oh. <laughs> it picked up. If, if she has an answer, we can cut this out. Hold on, folks. This is important information. Good morning. Not a good morning. This is your grandson. <gasps> You're home? No, 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 no. I'm still in Hoboken, <laughs> but I have a question for you. I am recording my podcast right now with my buddy Joey, and yes. we're talking about something that, that may happen as a chivalry act in the old times. Did a man ever, when it was raining out and you were about to step in a puddle, did a man ever take his jacket off and lay it in the puddle so you could walk over that? No. Was that a thing back then? Was it, or no? No, it was pick
1: you
0: up and carry you over. <laughs> pick you up and carry you over. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I like that one better. Because my buddy Joey was saying he there's this old Hollywood movie shtick where they it shows the man taking his coat off and laying it in the puddle, and then the woman gets to walk over the puddle so she doesn't have to, you know, step in the puddle. Oh, but that was years ago. That that was with the horse and buggy thing. Oh, horse and buggy day. Okay, so we're talking way even old.
1: older than okay. Okay,
0: all right. I I wanted to ask you because you're a you were yeah, uh, <laughs> you were a young beautiful woman back then, so I'm sure plenty of men were laying their coats and puddles for you. No, uh, they you no. Know, I first of all, your aunt, your grandmother was not out in the rain, but when I was, I just ran through it. it so fun. All right, you ran through it. That works. Okay. All right. I'll I'll give you a call after after we're done recording. I just had had that question for you. All right. Love you. Bye. All right.
1: Bye. All right. There you have it. The horse and buggy days.
0: Before that, so they so my not my not his age then. So what was that? The I guess forties and fifties, or maybe not more like early early to late fifties. I think she she's talking over the puddle. Talking like like, tens. Yeah. So they graduated from the. Lay the coat down. You know, what? I'm just gonna pick this woman up and carry her over the puddle. <laughs> I need my jacket. <laughs>
1: that, that's a move. I can, yeah, that's a move. I can understand that move. Just ruining a jacket for the for for. What if there's more than one puddle? You're gonna keep, you're just gonna keep sludging this jacket that's soaking wet and has footprints all over. Gonna keep carrying it around with you. Yeah. Okay, now it's your new it's your new welcome at your house now. I guess it's your brand new jacket. It's like when you shower
0: too close together in one day, where your towel is still wet from the morning you'd use it again in the in like the afternoon when you shower and it just that does not work out
1: yeah imagine that but someone's stepping on it yeah right I don't know. <laughs> someone's I was just...
0: stepping on it i got triggered oh man that's good that's no, good That was needed needed that keep it rolling though stanford's tara vanderveer passes pat summit most wins all time women's history almost 1100 wins i think she's there by the time of this recording but it was 10.99 point at the point, and that's that's amazing Pat Summitt is obviously – her and Gino Auriemma, I think, are the, the two, like, main faces of college women's college basketball over the past, God, 20, 30 years. And I think Tara Vanderveer, if, if you do follow women's basketball, which I, I do – when it gets to tournament time, I just do, like, the two and in, so I do know who she is. And I think she's extremely overlooked because of the other two. Um. But congratulations to her. That's awesome. And Stanford's been a powerhouse, too. For a while. So that's mm-hmm. more wins to come for her, but pass the Pat Summits a massive feat. Um, this one's cool too, Joe, in the college basketball realm. So for those of you that don't know, I do work for the New Jersey Devils and we play out of the Prudential Center in New Jersey. And Michael B. Jordan actually just launched a college hoops event. Not Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. In case I went too fast there. Launching a college hoops event for uh, HBCUs at the Prudential Center in 2021. So there's going to be four men's and four women's HBCU schools. I'd, I'd assume Howard was one of those, one of the men's ones that the awesome. I think Maker, right? He, he committed there. And okay. that's going to be awesome to see. So we typically do a um, college hoops event every year. It's called Never Never Forget Tribute Classic. And it's uh, a lot of the money gets donated to, to Wounded Warriors. And it's a huge tribute to 9-11 in general. We always have four teams that come in. But this one's gonna be eight teams, four men, four women's and a ton of money that's raised through ticket prices. And all the, the money in general is gonna be, a lot of it's gonna be donated to HBCUs and continuing to, to build them up. So it's gonna be a really cool event. I'm very excited for it. I'm proud of our events team for booking that event and working with um, um, Jordan Bazant. He's a, he's a gentleman that runs, I believe it's WME Entertainment. And he helps a lot with these tournaments. So it's going to be awesome to see. But um, maybe you can see Michael B. Jordan Corsi be pretty lit too because he's an absolute legend. But other than that, a bunch of big games this week, Joe. College Hoops mm-hmm. this weekend. Looks like Saturday we got Zags versus Iowa. Could be a potential national championship matchup. Um, Kentucky, I know, is stinky right now, but Kentucky-UNC is always a big game, regardless of what the records are. And then uh, Louisville-Wisco. So, what a sports weekend. I did not realize. Like, this is culminating into like, a massive sports weekend.
1: Yeah, like, I had the conference game, um, final games in football, bunch of good basketball, two NFL games, and the fight.
0: Yeah, and then all day tomorrow, more NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I severely underestimated underestimated all day
1: all day today because it's Sunday.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Shit. We're goofing bad this one.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, college football realm. Uh, Oregon on Friday night upset USC. USC was supposed to play Washington in the Pac-12 title game. They were unable to field the amount of players necessary, so Oregon scoots in there and they played their asses off. The quarterback for USC, Caden Slovis, who's a very, very good quarterback, doesn't turn the ball over, threw like three or four picks. And there was – I don't know if you saw a joke. I don't know if you even tuned in the game. But they were driving down the field late fourth quarter to tie the game. And Slovis is rolling out to the right. No one's there. He goes to throw it away. I don't know if he had like the yips on the throwaway or it slipped out of his hand, but he didn't throw it away. Mm -hmm. And the Oregon defender sprints over. Obviously, defenders can't catch. So stone hands, hits off his hands, but it goes straight up in the air. And he had enough body control where he caught it as his foot like simultaneously was being lifted off the ground to step out of bounds. So he like had like uh, one toe on the ground and no one thought of it. And they showed the replay like, whoa, 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 they have to back this up. So they backed it up, saw it, reversed it, Oregon gets the ball back, and they end up winning. And my USC live money line bet did not hit. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> <They> need a, <laughs> it a crazy pack game. 12.
0: Yeah, it, 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 Pac-12, that's how you know there's a foul last night. Pack twelve. I was watching Pack
1: twelve. Just bad at everything. you at are in a good baseball.
0: USC was undefeated. They had a chance to play for a New Year's Six pool. No, they're not. I don't think. Um,
1: they would get uh, throttled by oh, any yeah. good team. Yeah, <laughs> they are because that are playing other Pack twelve yeah. teams.
0: The only chance they have, in my opinion, is Caden Slovis, their quarterback. Like, if he can sling the ball, like that's it. But their defenses are. I mean, there's no chance. No chance. Last bit of news before the interview, though. This is a big one um, for people in the sports broadcasting and reporting space. Tom Rinaldi leaving ESPN to go to Fox. Now,
1: how's that gonna sound now? What? Tom Rinaldi, ESPN. ESPN.
0: Yeah. And he's always Tom Tom Rinaldi, Rinaldi. Fox Sports. (laughs) Tom Rinaldi, we are Fox Sports. He was always the one – wasn't he always – he would always do the, um, like, the really emotional, heart-wrenching, uh, inter- like, the interviews and segments. He's really good at it. Doesn't he do E60? I believe so. I believe so. But I think this goes back to our point. Last week, Joe, how we just think ESPN has been, um, like, struggling a little bit for their talent, I feel like, you know, reporting talent. There's people that's left before. More recently,
1: and ESPN stings.
0: Yeah, I personally, I would personally love love Fox, and I would prefer to watch them the majority of the time. I like their NFL, I like their NFL crew. I like their college crew. I mean, ESPN college game day is still awesome, but even the Fox Sports crew is still good for college football. And uh, I don't know, it's gonna be weird for sure. I'm not see Rinaldi out there, but
1: they must listen to this because I'm. My- I was talking crap about their social media accounts last time. And like the other day, I found like two posts that I actually, I didn't notice it was from them. And I sent it to all you guys. And when you call me out, you go like, oh, ESPN's oh, doing no. good. I wasn't good calling you out. I was
0: just saying, this is ironic that like they finally put a good Instagram post up. That wasn't from like a seven years ago that everyone's seen 400 yeah. times.
1: <laughs> yeah. One, one, every 10 posts is decent and the other nine posts are either the same video nine times in a row. Or a video, yeah, or a video from my 2012, and they're like, "Look at this!" It's like, "Yeah, we know." (laughs)
0: It's like,
1: senior gets in, gets in
0: game, hits, hits one three. What a moment! Or like, there's, oh, there's one yesterday. It was a state finals for a football team, probably in Texas somewhere, and it was a scoop and score, and the junior got the the score and he handed it back to the senior. It's like, okay, that's the content you have for me today
1: and it'll get, like, it'll get like 500,000 likes. It's like, yeah. okay.
0: Whatever. All right. Let's do it. We'll get into the interview with S.U. Lax captain, Jamie Trimboli. But before we do, our sponsor, interview sponsor, official interview sponsor, JoJo. Do you want to take this one today? No, you got it. You want me to take it? Yep. All right. Before we get into this interview, Jamie Trimboli, we'd love to love to mention a little something about our boy Gino Presta Giacomo and his Woodbury Insurance Agency. Uh, He would love you to call the Woodbury Insurance Agency today right now, as always pause it and call with referral code SAUCE and receive a Wegmans gift card with a free insurance quote. Insure yourself and then insure yourself with some Wegmans. Give Gino a call today. And um, his, oh, his number, 585-288-4901, that's probably important. So 585-288-4901. Call Woodbury Insurance today and get that free Wegmans, JoJo. A lot of sports this weekend, which means a nice Wegmans sub should be very helpful for you all. Other than that, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome, everybody. To a extra, extra, extra special. And Ooh, it was three, three extras. Three extras. But well, when you have the C on your chest, you get an extra, extra, extra. So today's guest, where do we begin? Started on the West Side, made a trip over to the East Side in high school for Victor, absolute stud lacrosse player. He's a 585 legend and now currently the captain of the Syracuse University men's lacrosse team, Mr. Jamie Chimboli. What's up,
2: bro? How's it going, big Frank? You're pretty hope good that, at that. I hope, that hope that was worth
0: <laughs> I was practicing this morning. I go, "Whoo! this is a big one. This is a big one.
2: The, I hear the excitement in your voice. You're fully crap, but that was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the intro is very important, man. You just everyone who comes out deserves a great intro, so I do take pride in making sure it's
2: it's correct. But 100, yeah, hook them. How um, you living? I'm living great, trying to thrive in the whole Corona environment we got, but it is what it is, and we're making the most of it. I'm sure you guys are too.
0: Yeah, we are. Trying, bro. So you're down in uh, down in South Carolina. Mom and Dad just moved, here. I hear.
2: They did. Yeah, we got out of New York. They've been talking about it for 15, 20 years. They finally got the goal to do it, and uh, it's beautiful down here, so I can't really complain. Good. Yeah, you also partner. just
1: missed an absolute dumb truck of snow that just destroyed the whole East Coast right now.
2: <laughs> All that. Yeah, got pooped out. Not mm-hmm. missing that, but I'll get my fair share of snow when I'm back up in the Oh, yeah, up. you will. Yeah. You'll get plenty of that. Yeah. In the Good
1: old 315, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> awesome, brother. Well, we appreciate you coming on today. Uh, people are excited. We teased this on our uh, NFL pod that dropped on Thursday. So people know people know you're here. People know you're coming today. And um, I want to get right into it. So I want you we'll start in your high school days. So you you did start, you grew up on the west side of Rochester with us in Greece. Um you made a decision, rightfully so, in my opinion to get out to the east side where lacrosse is night and day better. I don't think the west side, besides Rondequente, exists for lacrosse. But east side of Rochester, for those who don't know, awesome lacrosse school. So love for you to tell us a little more about you know what went into that decision and then how that ultimately helped kind of catapult your career to where it's been to now and getting getting looks at such high schools like Hughes.
2: Yeah. So, um, like you said, I grew up since birth in Greece, born and raised. And uh, my youth career and my middle school career was all um, Greece across, Greece affiliated, and I had a bunch of great mentors and coaches and, and teammates that I played with um, on the west side. I say it all the time that I really wouldn't be the player I am, but the person I am today, if I didn't um, grow up and, and play across in football in Greece. Um, the people that I uh, met and played with those years are some of my best friends till, to this day, and some of my best coaches I've ever had. So. Uh, there's no knock against the West Side Lacrosse or or the West Side in general. I still love the West Side, but most of my buddies are there, my girlfriend's there. Um, but we just made the decision because I felt like for my future, kind of selfishly, I guess you could say, I needed to kind of play at a higher level in order to be prepared when I got to college. Um, I was committed at a young age, freshman year, committed to Syracuse. So knowing I needed to use it those next few years to kind of take my game to the next level um, and i felt like victor was going to provide me with the opportunity to do that more so than greece and that's no knock against greece or anything like that but for that reason we made the move and for a handful of other reasons we felt like it was a better option for our family as well so we're
0: taking full, I mean, full offense. yeah i
1: think it's i think it's safe though it's safe to knock on greece lacrosse i mean i think well our senior year frank they want like two games they don't like two yeah, and twenty people, like
0: that. there are people that would just like didn't play any sports or played baseball or just bored during the spring and like that played a football. that just like just played like tried out for lacrosse, made it, and then started on the team. Like had never like my brother played like JV lacrosse out of nowhere oh, and like that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's how those guys play. are. A, they're gritty though. It's a gritty bunch. We used to practice on the parking lot. Can me? How are you not gonna have grip facts on, on pavement? It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> my brother made it half a season. Got in a fight mid game <laughs>
2: I'm I remember that. That's <laughs> about right. Yeah. That was when he was um, growing his hair out. He had the growing Oh, it's back. It's, it's long again. It's Back. It's back. Uh, I, I had not
1: seen him
0: either. Oh, it's back. It's like a – there's animals oh, growing that hair. It's like a bush.
1: What were you saying, Pedro? Uh, no, they're saying, obviously, mission accomplished because the fact that you've been playing at Syracuse at the highest level for the past, what, four or five years now almost. I mean, obviously, it paid off to go out to the east side. But – um. I, I did, I did see a conversation you had it was in an article about you were talking to your future employer. Cause I was just curious to see where you were at with this whole, the whole COVID season getting shut down and you guys got the extra year of eligibility. So I was curious to see where you were at mentally when you were talking to your future employer, like, you know, should I go back and play? Should I not do it? Like, were you like on a scale of one to 10, were you like one being like, I was kind of iffy on going back or like a 10 being like, I was all in no shot. I wasn't going back to Q's for the extra year.
2: I'd say a solid nine. (laughs) Yeah. Really. uh, I'm going back. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of a no-brainer, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there was a lot more that goes into it than meets the eye. You kind of had to have the appropriate conversations with people. My parents, um, my future boss, like you said, you had to have those conversations and kind of clarify that it was going to work and everything was going to go okay. Um, but besides that, really no doubt in my mind that I was going to, going to go back, spend an next year with my best buddies and kind of try to finish what we started last year. It's actually yeah. been a combination of four years we've been working at this. So to leave that and not kind of know how that ends, I would not be able to live with that.
1: Nope. Can't knock you there. I, I know I saw that. it was the article say how I like, you know, the guy told you basically, you know, got your whole life to work. I like go back and play Q's lacrosse for one extra year and ain't going to hurt anybody. And I'll definitely right. just let it just just it. only help you in general. So um, in my opinion, the right move there. But speaking of which, coming back this year to Cuse, coming into this drop, I think what, like last week, like the official rankings for like top 100 players in lacrosse in America, my guy is number 13. So I want to, like, A, just like what does that feel like to have like the media – like show that much acclaim for you in a, in a, in a positive light in the sport that like you, you love, obviously love Lax. This is like kind of your full culmination. I'm like, damn, like I'm finally being like acknowledged as like one of the best players in America. And then B is 13 too low. Do we got to start fighting people or how are we feeling? How are we feeling on that?
2: Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, awfully nice inside of inside the cross and, and the media to kind of recognize me like that, but I've told Frankie this when we talked earlier. It's really nothing that tickles my fancy too much. It's nothing that I really had on the the, the checklist of things I wanted to accomplish as a college cross player. That list is is pretty small and contains one thing, in all honesty, and that's a championship. And uh, this was this was cool. It's good recognition. I feel like a lot of my my boys got snubbed. Fortunately, I was I was selected, and it's pretty cool. But I think we had at least six, seven other guys that could have been on that list that that didn't get added for one reason or another, because you can't have all Syracuse guys in the top 50, but in my opinion, we'd we'd stack the top 50 for sure, but it was cool, and as for 13 being high or low, I, I think it's, it is what it is, and uh, there's some incredible players that are below me, and some incredible players that are above me, so I can't complain, I'm lot fortunate to be on the list, and it's pretty cool, so it is what it is.
0: He gave us that yeah. nice guy answer, Joe,
1: I expect nothing less. Hey, he's he's, he's seasoned. Man. He's seasoned now.
0: Don't give me that coach speak.
1: If we had gotten him four years ago, he'd be TVT TV talking shit for the yeah. other twelve guys ahead of him.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's got to watch his words now. He's got the youngest. <laughs> <box>. <laughs> right. All
1: right, we'll we'll fight for you. We'll fight for you. Yeah, I got you.
0: We'll put we'll put the, we'll put the kibosh on him. Uh, but that. yeah, going back to, going back to our conversation <laughs> last week when we were texting and you obviously mentioned the Natty is is truly what matters to you. So what, what have you been doing, especially as the captain, and, and will continue doing to, to get your team ready to go for, for that title one, run that you guys have been working your asses off for four plus years now for?
2: Yeah, Um nothing honestly really changes. We've, in all honesty, been working at this for four years here, and we have a group of guys that have gone through the ringer together. We've been through so many ups and downs and different challenges and things like that. So... We feel like we're pretty seasoned as a, as a group, loving each other, spending as much time as we can with each other, building chemistry that way, because we feel like the on the field stuff, we kind of have buttoned up and kind of figured out at this point. So it's more um, just get it done in the end of the season there, so.
1: Love it. Very cool. Obviously, it's the ideal mindset to have where, you know, I feel like, I me mean, again, I don't really know much about lacrosse and I don't think Frank does either. But it's definitely like uh, you want to have like your studs. I think lacrosse is definitely a team sport. You can't have just one guy getting the ball every time. It's like you got to have the team on the camaraderie you speak of. You can, like I can just hear it in your voice how much you actually like you care a lot about the other guys. And that's what probably makes you guys so good and competitive. So that's awesome to hear. And then um, kind of going off that. So I know Frank was calling you Capitan and calling you the captain. I'm like, but he's not joking. I mean you've got to, you have a C on your chest at, you know, one of the most prestigious schools in America. Like, you know, Cuse is no, no joke when it comes to any athletics. So for you to have the C on your chest, the captain's crest, you know, what does that mean to you going down the list of like, really like football, basketball, like soccer, or any, any sport, and even lacks like a list of people who have been captains at Cuse, some special people on there. So what does that mean to you to wear the, the, the Cuse captain's crest?
2: It's a, it's incredible to be in that conversation of a long line of, Guys who've also had that C on their chest at Syracuse, it's pretty incredible to be in that conversation. Um, I feel very honored, and there's a ton of tradition behind that, so you obviously have to be uh, responsible with it and, and do the right things at all times. Um, it's it's cool in the city of Syracuse because it's a pretty small spot, so you get some pretty good recognition. If you get to get some billboards and stuff like that, but outside of that, it's more of an honor um, in regards to the fact that my teammates and my boys that I've been through bunch of shit with like i said before um kind of voted me in that position and they trust me and it was their way of telling me like we believe in you and, and who you are as a person and the way you conduct yourself so that really hit home with me and it's kind of one of the biggest honors i've ever had in my life honestly
0: so you're on a billboard
2: i have been on a billboard yes wow it's pretty wild pretty ugly oh i used to see it is i used to see it on the
0: billboards like... when i was there oh uh, can you can you see me you're driving home like on like, uh, was that six ninety when I'm like coming home from New York? I'll be able to see the billboard if I was if it was up.
2: I'm not sure what the roads are called, but it's it's one. It's right by the dome as you're passing the dome. It's kind of right there. Yeah, uh, I'll keep my eyes peeled when I come home. Yeah, pretty Thanks. cool.
1: Can't mess me. Um, but so my kind of my, my last one for right now is um again I mentioned that I again I have I don't know anything about lacrosse. Um, it's not that you've basically been established in the lacrosse world. It's not you know, already a few years ago, but now you've, you've been through great high school competition and obviously playing now at the highest level at Cuse. What was one thing that you had to, like one part of your game you had to work on the most coming from Victor and now like and then having um, that constant success at Cuse, what's one part of your skill set that you had to hone the most?
2: Hmm. Um, this may not be the obvious answer here, but just kind of the study of, people who are in the position that I want to be. That's something that I've really picked up on since I've been at school. Um, just kind of studying successful players uh, or leaders or people in general and kind of shortening the learning curve for myself um, to get to where I want to be. Because in high school, I could kind of get away with just doing the stuff that I do, my bread and butter stuff, because people couldn't necessarily stop it at that level. But when you get to college, people eat you up um, if you don't grow. You don't continually learn and evolve as a player. So. I've really kind of taken to film study detail and like checking out on details and watching guys that score certain ways or use certain moves that I necessarily don't do and kind of try to instill that stuff into my game. So if you don't grow, you kind of get left behind at the college level.
0: Talked about how you came in, you were shooting high a lot and just the, the evolution of your game now. And it showed like after all the work you put into how your shot chart is now and it's just like, the goalie has no chance. You're able to shoot every single spot in the net. That's just to your point, man. It's a great job you've been doing over the last few years to, to continue studying, and yep. that's a great, great lesson that you're gonna pass down to the young guys.
2: I was just gonna say, and that's something I learned the hard way. I did kind of had to go through some shit early on in my career where I had to, like, my ass was on fire, and I really had to make a decision whether they gonna stick with the stuff that. I thought worked and be a stone was I going to kind of evolve, um, let my guard down be vulnerable and go out and learn from guys who are better than me. It's clearly young in my career. I wasn't the best player and that showed statistically and with my play on the field. So.
0: Uh, but I did see that the, this is, this is honestly ironic timing. I did see that the, uh, the PLL and the NLL merged the other day. So for people like Joey and I, that, aren't too uh, well versed in the lax world. We'd love to hear a little more about how important this merger is for the game of lacrosse, the business of lacrosse. I know Rabel's, Rabel's done a huge job of growing the game of lacrosse. So, I'd love to kind of hear your take on what this means for for the state of
2: the game. It's, it's huge for the game. Um, just to kind of give you some backstory and some context to work with. There were two leagues, the PLL and the MLL. The MLL was, has been around for quite some time. Um, In all honesty, it wasn't a league that was conducted very well. Um, There were a lot of holes in the league, and and guys complained all the time about it. So the PLO emerged um, as players who were fed up from the MO broke off and started their own league, um, Rabel being the spearhead of that. And the premise behind that league is that it's tour-based, so they travel around the country to a new city each week, bringing all of the league with them. Um, So all the talent is in the city, one time in the summer trying to get maximum attendance. And then it moves on to a new city the following week with the same idea. Um, so now having the ML fold and be um, kind of engulfed by the PLL, all of the talent is in one league and the leagues aren't necessarily two watered down leagues as opposed to one powerhouse league that where all the talent is in one spot and the cities sh- should be uh, kind of filling up with attendance now moving forward because people wanna see um, the best across the world and this is now going to be hands down the best across the world so
0: that's be simple that's, cool. Cool. That, that's yeah. big time.
2: yeah pretty
0: cool I, I was listening to uh um it's this company called sportico and they send me like daily articles from the sport industry and they had this um webinar the other day and rabel was on it and it was him and him and Trevor Bauer started off, and it was a bunch of different guys. A Rod was on it. Jessica Mendoza like a bunch of great people. Rabel started on, it and he was talking about the state of the league. This is obviously right before this merger happened, and just he's so forward-thinking and progressive with social media, with just business in general. And you can, and it's you can see it what he's done with with the league and being a part of this merger's massive for the game. So I know it's growing in America, rightfully so, and it's good to see. And I hope it continues being televised more for, for those that are interested because it's exciting to learn about. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Wow. Ravel's a very connected guy. He's he's done an incredible job in my opinion. He's recently, I believe, got the Kraft family involved too on the Patriots. So it's only going up from here. Um, people are throwing money at it like crazy. And I think the tour-based system will, will prove successful because getting a growing sport to be tied down to a city and, and get attendance every weekend um, is pretty tough. So this kind of Tour based model is really, in my opinion, super smart. So,
0: yeah, we'll I think it goes. It's like whatever city you know that they're coming to, say a month from now, like you build that excitement for the whole month leading up to it's that like like, golf one week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's like, exactly.
2: yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, UFC, golf, the whole yeah, uh, anything that's tour based is what they're basing it off of. So, super smart. Super Pretty smart. Cool.
0: All right, my last one for you before we get the quick hitters is more so on the lines of like, what's next for you? Obviously, we know you have that job lined up. And that's probably still lined up after you're done, which is awesome. But is going prof- professional in in the realm for you? Like, is that something you're interested in? Is it something that you're preparing to do? Give us a little more insight on what's next for you if staying in LAX is what you're, what you're looking to do.
2: Yeah, so like I said, the, the leagues are new and they're growing. So financially, it's not all it cracks up to be being a professional athlete in, in the lacrosse world so a lot of these guys and myself included plan to use it as supplemental income just because it's only in the summers you're traveling on the weekends playing um so it's 14 weekends in the summer is all it is and you make some decent scratch doing it so for right now um you kind of have to have a big boy job and do that on the side which is something i, I plan on doing bearing this season goes well and i, and I get drafted and and all that so yeah I definitely plan to play Um, I also plan to use the cross in other ways to to make some money whether that's camps or private lessons and stuff I've done over the years um, that I'll continue to do just hopefully on a larger scale now that I'll be out of the NCA and can kind of use my my name and my brand to my my benefit which the NCA restricts so we'll see where it goes soon
0: enough soon enough yeah we'll see (laughs) That's cool though. if I was able to work my 9 to 5 during the week and then go play baseball and travel the country on weekends and get paid to do that like that's going to be sick to be able to, if you get the opportunity to to play your sport you love while also learning the business world at the same time.
2: That's the main thing I was going to say that I'm looking forward to most is just getting to travel the country and see all these different sweet spots they go to cuz I go to major cities all around and you get to fly around and feel like a little bit of a hot shot, even though you're not making too much scratch. It's it's still fun when you're young and you get to go out with your buddies after the game and have a good time in these cities. So I will I am not gonna complain one bit and I'll do it for as long as I can.
1: Oh okay, do. dude. Well, hopefully the goal one day is that they just pay you guys enough money so you guys can just play year round. You're actually like the full blown thing. Hopefully one day you guys That'd all get be, that yeah, privilege. Be incredible. For the love of the game right now, man. The money will come.
0: That's right. For the love of the game. Love of the game. <laughs> Alright, JoJo.
1: Let's hit him with him. Quick hits. Quick hitties. Alright, bro. We're, we're, we're boys. What was your spot on Marshall Street? Where'd you go for the where'd you go for the grub? I can't ask you for drinking uh, you'll, you'll probably get thrown off the team. So let's let's stay with like food and like <laughs> PG. We'll oh, stay that. with PG stuff.
2: Yeah, the, the our answer would be Harry's bar, which I'm sure you have had your fair share of experience. Yeah, I've, I've been there once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's i have memories in that place a lot of young love is fostered there so that's a great spot and place we we kind of thrive at as a team um so that would be my r-rated answer but my pg answer would be i don't know pita pit's pretty good mm-hmm. um, there's a new calzone place that's that's pretty decent so it is what it is there's not too many great college spots on marshall street for food but it's more for uh, the other college things. So, great spot. Was like, what
0: was that, that, that one pot Joey <laughs> that you took me to?
1: Uh, DJs. You said it's oh, a- that, that DJ's. was the last. That was a last-ditch effort. That was a last resort. Yeah. final four. <laughs> that was the yeah. That was every, every other show, bar. So great spot. Yeah, that was a good spot.
0: Um, all right, favorite memory of Cuse outside of
2: lacrosse. you're allowed to say yeah um I'll stick with the sports it's not lacrosse but I remember my freshman year we um were young bucks kind of super excited football was having their home opener against Louisville and we heard about this guy Lamar Jackson who was from Louisville who's pretty good um so we all kind of prepared for the game as you do in college and then showed up um ready to rock ready to see the Q's get a W and uh (laughs) <laughs> Lily, do you know if Lamar throws four touchdown passes on his first four passes and then proceeds to hurdle one of our defensemen for his fifth on a rushing touchdown and we're down by 40 something at the end of the first half and we uh, we kind of skedaddled after that and we realized that we just watched the future Heisman Trophy winner but we went on to have a, a fun night regardless of the loss um, and it's something I'll always remember you get to see a player of that caliber kind of ball on your home field is pretty cool.
1: I'll never forget that game because when when he hurdled that guy for a touchdown, you just saw everyone just started going to the exits. Everyone, everyone just left. He <laughs> literally he's just he's just embarrassed on. the whole school.
2: <laughs> like this, I'm not this for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, I'm out. unreal. I'm out. All right, what was the uh, craziest lacrosse game you've played in?
2: Huh? Tough. There's been a ton of great, 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 crazy games. Sorry, I was heading. And years in there, but um, probably my freshman year, I'd say we had a game against UNC down at Duke. It was an ACC semifinal game, and we actually lost the game. But I always say that this is my favorite just because of what happened. We were uh, we were down by nine at halftime. We were getting throttled, and we are really all all was going wrong. And we kind of recouped in the locker room as a team and came together and came out in the second half and we stormed back and had nine straight goals tie tied up. Um, I pushed overtime. We ended up losing, but just the fact that we kind of banded together as a team and I was a young freshman getting some significant time on that team. And the older guys showed me really how um, at Syracuse we're pretty tradition rich. And we always really pull out these, these type games and, and it's because of our uh, relentless kind of hustle and, and effort that, they showed me that day, and that's something I've kind of stuck with me for the rest of my career. And I try to teach some of the young guys. So,
0: Joe,
1: is this one that you put in here?
0: Craziest lacrosse name you've seen?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, they got like the the Jaden, Braden, Chad, Brad. Yeah. Well, so, someone, <laughs> someone had to have some wild Blaze. names you've came across. Yeah. Blaze. Surprised there hasn't been a kid named Top Chad yet. There's got to be one that sticks
2: out. <laughs> you guys are uh, ridiculous but there are there are some preppy names there's a whole family actually that's actually famous in lacrosse and they're fantastic players but they have some wild names um shackleford stanwick is one
0: you got a brother steel Stanwyck.
2: and welford stanwick two brothers they all unreal right he was also disgusting so that helped but that was his name sorry got. They called him Shaq. Got his swag, but.
1: See, I knew we had to know one of them.
2: There's yeah, so many no, crazy been, names. That's a good question. I, I wasn't sure when you
0: typoed it, when you put the questions down. I was like, all right, maybe, maybe, this is, maybe this is what he meant, but all right.
1: Lax names. Lax bro names. All right, they're out there. All right, what is the, what's the go-to goal, Selly? What are you hitting? Big goal, game winner. What are you doing?
2: I've always been a fan of that the ice sweep, or you get down there and you really you rub it. You, drag it, it. you drag the mitt on the ice. That's my favorite.
0: You, you blow the, you blow the no. ice? No, I at don't, the goal. don't take it that far.
2: <laughs> but I've hit it that one a few times, just out of pure adrenaline. I don't even realize what I'm doing. I look at the scoreboard after, like, I just celebrated really hard, probably too hard for the situation. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Love it. You, gotta
2: you wear that
0: C on your chest. You do what you got to do.
2: No, that doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> all right, my final one, our our final one rather, and this one gets asked to every single Rochester guest that we have because it's an important one. We need your go-to garbage plate. There's two parts: you need the plate you're ordering, like what's all the fixings on it, and then where are you ordering from? Hmm.
2: I am pretty traditional with my plate. I go two cheeseburgers, um, mac salad, home fries, obviously, and then um, meat hot and ketchup. I don't do any mustard or onions because that's pretty whack, in my opinion. And I get it from Hungry's, which is a small little dive joint in Pittsburgh, right in the village, and it's got fantastic, who just, fantastic. Who just told us that? So,
0: Troiani last week. Yeah, back yeah to back Troiani. Yeah, you could
1: tell us that. Get two for Hungries. Wow. It's unreal. All right, Joe. We might have to. Uh, we'll have to venture out there. I think we got that's we'll two, there, in, huh? a got two, two, two yeah. in a row. We got two up, two up, two times in a row. Got Hungries. Do you know yeah. Mac,
0: Do you know Max Trautti from from Menden? He played baseball at Menden.
2: Not personally, no. I, I've heard okay. his name before, okay. but I don't think we've ever met.
0: Interesting. Back so back they have to maps too.
2: Plate wraps that they put in a in a wrap.
0: Fantastic. You know who also had something unique in um in Greece? It was uh pepper uh Tony Pepperoni, I believe. They had garbage plate, garbage plate pizza, and it was unbelievable. Everything you want on your plate, you put around a slice of pizza, and it was just like absolute heaven. But the rap sound good too.
2: can can't, can't knock like that. I'm sure it's fantastic.
0: That's all we got though for you, brother. Anything else you want the people? Oh, before we let you go too, uh, where can the people find you on social media?
2: Social media is standard issue. Just my name, Jamie Chamboli at whatever it is you're looking for. And I don't post on that stuff too much. I'm not too active, but I do go on a lot. I'll, I'll look at your shit. You're just not going to see much posted on me. So <laughs> not the best follow, but it's what it is.
0: You'll start posting soon when you start making money off of yourself, I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. If that's an option, then I'll uh I'll succumb to the big business.
0: <laughs> the influencer life.
2: Yeah. It's not a bad gig if you're making some scratch out of it. So thanks.
1: Awesome. Joey, you got anything else for uh for Jamie? That's it, man. That was a fun one. Me and Jamie go, me and Jamie go back a long, long time. We were like, we were little, uh, little babies hanging out at our sister's soccer games yep. just absolutely killing it on
2: the, on the on the, the swing set jungle gym, <laughs> always, always turning yeah. it up. We were talking about you and your family the other day, Joey, actually, cause we brought, I don't know how it came up, but we brought up a, a story that's to this day, the most embarrassing moment of my life. And you were, you were there. You were fully involved in it. I don't know if you remember or not, but, Long story short, I got convinced by the older folks at the five family party to go pants one of the older guys. And then my pop got pretty upset because he saw what I did and all the kids were laughing. So he grabbed me and put me up on the counter in front of the, the whole five family party and ripped my pants down. And my little Frankie means are out for everybody to see. And I still remember that like it was yesterday. Super, super embarrassing. You were involved.
1: Oh, my God. Dude, I—you just triggered some like black hole in my brain that brought me back like twenty years from my my life. <laughs> That's wild.
2: We used to tear it up, man. We really did.
1: The OG squad. Little
0: Joey, That's all I got, though, Jamie. man. Little Joey, little Jamie running around pantsing people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Sounds about right. It's <laughs> my older brother and his degenerate friends to do shit we <laughs> do.
0: Oh damn. All right, brother. We'll tell the family we said hello. We'll good. We appreciate you coming on, and we'll get you back on again if you're if you're bored during the season and want to you know, so give us an update on what's going on. We'd love to have you get somebody of okay. uh, your boys on here. We'll we'll shoot the shit. We'll talk some lax, even though Joey and I are we're doing our best to try and talk the language,
2: but we we're, we're, we'll we'll, we'll, You're well, the you're
0: like, the reason
2: you're the reason we're going to keep learning. So we're going to follow you and you only. Appreciate that boys. Thank you guys for uh, inviting me out. Pretty fun.
0: You got it, brother. Welcome back, everybody. We know you enjoyed that interview with Jamie Chamboli, the captain, the captain of SU LAX. No a hit home for Joey as an SU grad. He bleeds orange. So he was he was really pumped up for this one.
1: It was good. I mean, good, good for that. Also good to just catch up with Jamie in general. Mm-hmm. um but had yeah, just see what he's the kid turned out to be an uh, absolute animal captain su lacrosse and the fact that again i know he i know he was he was being humble about being ranked like the 13th the 13th best lacrosse player in america it's like that's insane
0: which means you're probably one of the best lacrosse players on the planet because yeah. if you're because the division one lacks obviously the highest level of non-professional lacrosse. So I guarantee you he's better than some people that are playing pro lacrosse right but now.
1: Doesn't the same. He's probably, yeah. he's probably like, he's probably like top 50 in the world, which is insane. <laughs> put, that, put that into perspective. Yeah. The world, the world.
0: And he talked to the soft boys. He listens to the soft spot. That's sick. I feel like I don't appreciate that enough because we're not laxers,
1: but I appreciate it a ton. When it's that caliber, you, you, you gotta. I know we used yeah, to yeah. we used to play dog on when we were growing up. That was because our friends who played it were idiots and they also stunk at it. Yeah. Other than Gino, other than our sponsor, Gino was a very good yeah. lacrosse oh yeah, Gino
0: was a great laxer. The, other that was,
1: than that, they were all they were all they were all pretty bad. Yeah, that
0: was yeah. A lot of them just like played just for the hell of it, or they quit baseball to play just and then just just stay in shape and play lacrosse, and they would just mess around and get yeah. Busted. Or you're
1: Anthony Crawford, you. are Actually, really good at baseball, and you quit baseball to go play lacrosse. And not that he wasn't good at lacrosse, but like we could have they won. I think they won one or two games, yeah. In like, they used years.
0: Anthony Crawford to drop bombs for baseball. Um, all right, let's get into it. Big four breakdown. We're gonna kick off with MLB this time. It was the first bit of news I put into the doc mm-hmm. this week, so flip it around. Cleveland, the Cleveland baseball team, I guess we're calling them now.
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: Name change. Oh, I guess they're still the Indians until the end of 2021. Um, I don't know what their name is going to be. I saw the Cleveland Spiders is maybe an option. I don't necessarily think I like that team name. Um,
1: But – do I think – I think insert sport here team is growing on me. Like Washington football team, like it's growing on me. Like Cleveland Cleveland. Cleveland baseball, baseball team. Cleveland but it's not the same team.
0: thing because football is just like a national like powerhouse. Baseball sure. isn't what it used to be. So like we call it like the football team. It's like we're a football guy. Like we're tough. Like Cleveland
1: baseball team is just like um, now, so I don't, with Cleveland, if you're a baseball fan, you you definitely noticed this. a few a few years ago even they, like none of their stuff says Indians on it. It all says Cleveland, and their hats now are just a big C, and they had been for a few years. Do their so gray
0: jerseys like, say Cleveland too? I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure it. every uniform they have says Cleveland.
0: And they also, I'm pretty sure they before last season, Chief Wahoo could not be on the hat anymore. It was just the yeah, C. yeah,
1: they they've been wearing just the C for the past like two or three seasons. Like I don't know, like you can even just be Cleveland, <laughs> the Clevelanders, Cle- the Cleveland Clevelanders. I don't know, man. Yeah, all, I mean, all of, their brand, all of their apparel just says Cleveland, so I don't know. I feel like this, for them, is in the big – with the Redskins, like they were, well, FT. It all said the R word, so I don't know. <laughs> Who FT. knows? I do think Washington football oh, – you team, saw it coming, though.
0: No, yeah. I do think Washington football team does have a ring to it, though.
1: I agree with you. I it's think it's on,
0: that man. it's growing. They have a cool logo. I think they did a good job, like, transitioning. But – Uh, There was some talk about the MLB season possibly being delayed four to six weeks. I don't like to be hearing that already in December. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I don't know how they're going to work with the vaccine, if it'll be widely available by then, how they're going to work the season. I'm sure the players and the ownership groups are going to argue again. So don't want to get into all that, but I did see that there's a chance it could be delayed and the fact that it's already being talked about being delayed in December, is not going to be good, feelings.
1: Great. And I'll see you at this point. Do it. Please cancel baseball because LeMay, he was not a Yankee. I don't even care Dude, anymore.
0: Well, they came out this week saying that he is the – like he's he's their main focus. They, they didn't say that. So I, I'm in good mood there. I, I know don't they're probably just – I, I, I don't think – I think there's – I was worried coming into this week until I saw that. And now I took a step back. And I think it's just more of like a negotiation thing. Like, you're going to ping pong back and forth. That's the nature of business. He's going to want one number, they're going to want another number. And they're going to need somewhere in the middle. So it happened with people like Derek Jeter. I know I texted in our group chat, like, when I read his book earlier in quarantine, I could literally talk about his last contract. Dude wanted, like, way more than the Yankees wanted to give him. And they ended up, like, settling a little closer to Jeter's number, but, like, just part of it. Um, just sign him, though. It's time. Speaking of North Yankee though, Joe, Jonathan Holder this isn't really that big, but Jonathan Holder did sign with the Cubs.
1: Who cares? Yeah, I just want to talk. The Cubs there. and the Cubs and Holder both suck. Who cares?
0: Shout out Corey Dennison. Let us know your take on the on the Holder signing. The a Cubs fan, I'm sure that'll help you guys win the. Uh, yeah, he'll save the he'll save the, the franchise.
1: Out. Yeah. Nothing like your GM quitting in your first move to to refute that it's signing Jonathan Holder. Yeah, sign the Yankees like seventh best reliever. Got him. <laughs> um, I got the
0: update on my phone. Like, it's probably because I like have like the Yankees specific alerts. But I was like, this is like a random ass alert. Like, this isn't. Even I honestly bad.
1: forgot we we still had him. I thought yeah. he was gone last year.
0: He had he had sparks of of talent, but uh, to the NBA. In case you forgot about LeVar Ball, he is back. And he called out Detroit for cutting his son, Leangelo. Basically, he's calling call him, like, a scrub organization, which they have.
1: Yeah. Uh, saying
0: that you had, a, you had a lottery pick for free, he said. I think it was something like that. Talking
1: about Leangelo. I'm uh, yeah. pretty sure he called him, like, sorry. And <laughs> there was one how Like, in you- Charlotte, like, they're going to get, out, like, a ball, like, a ball super team eventually. Like, Londo's going to go to Charlotte with, with – uh, with, uh, Melo and then Melo has gonna be there. It's like, dude, I feel like I think of all, of, of all three of them, I think mean, obviously he's the, he's the, the quietest. You never, you never hear from L'Angelo ball. Isn't he the one and who I got like gets,
0: for like stealing something like a year or two ago? I forget. Anyway, go ahead. Keep going.
1: I don't know. But I just feel like he did. I don't know. I feel like he gets dragged into a lot of stuff. He doesn't want to get dragged into, but you know, you know, you know, he knows he's not. As good as Lonzo or Lamelo, right. he's like dad. Stop! Like I can't. I'm not part of a super team. <laughs> he's like,
0: dad. Yeah, just let me like, just let me try.
1: It's like Can I just play in Europe, and make <laughs> yeah, right, honestly, and live the best life ever. It's like yeah. please.
0: I would if I'm him at this point. I would do that. Um, I, Lomelo, speaking Lamelo, looks pretty good. Looks pretty solid. The shot is ugly. Well, that's that's a nice, oh, that's that, that's a yeah, prerequisite. It goes in,
1: but it is it is stupid ugly. Yeah, that's
0: a prerequisite for being a ball brother. You have to have this like whack ass jumper.
1: I mean, he, he, it, lead, he shoots it straight straight from the front numbers. Like when you're when you're like seven years old and you have no you have no arm strength to th- actually shoot the ball. That's how he shoots. So right
0: here, your head tilts back. Your head tilts yeah. back,
1: and you shoot. He's just straight, just straight chest numbers from his from his hip. And, but it goes in. And soon, we had Lonzo. But, was, I don't know.
0: Lonzo was the uh, over-the-other-opposite-shoulder catapult shot when he was at that, that was, was whoever
1: going. whoever taught Lonzo Ball to play basketball should be shot. I mean, yeah. he would literally just – he would he would cock it back to the opposite side of where he was like, shooting. I don't know. I have no idea where – who thought that was the best way to go about it. But
0: Because every other part of his game is taught great. He's extremely athletic. He has yeah, great and great
1: he's, he's, he's great in the fast break.
0: lengthy. He can yam. He can move. He has great body control. And then whoever taught him the shot, they must have – must have uh, left out that part or didn't pay the shooting coach enough. But Giannis super max.
1: Didn't see it coming.
0: Did not see it coming. All signs seem to point that he was going somewhere else. Right. After this year, five years, two twenty eight. Is that around what Paul George got? I just think it's hilarious. Paul that. George
1: got like one. No, nine. I'm pretty
0: sure Paul George got over two.
1: Oh, uh, look, but that's why I was, I was going to bring that up. That's, that's insane. That that's that was
0: the first thing I thought of outside of, oh wow he's resigning was didn't Paul George get this kind of money?
1: He definitely uh, got five
0: years. I know for a fact.
1: One no Paul George, George got one ninety.
0: Okay okay okay.
1: Four years one ninety.
0: Okay all right
1: never mind then. I thought it was. Like you throw another year on that he's gonna make he's making this. Because yeah it's
0: a whole other year though. This, this became, signed like, the
1: five year two twenty. Uh, he's uh. Paul George making like almost thirty a year. Yeah, it's, much. Another, yeah. it's
0: another, like, We're talking like almost forty million dollars over the course of the. It's another what five, uh, eight, eight, eight million a year. Giannis is making that's probably all right. But still, yeah, good for Giannis, man. He's uh he's he's staying, man. And they're gonna have to keep building because they they've made moves. They re- in my opinion, Bucks. I want to. I guess you can call it mortgaging their future, but they are. They traded away assets to bring in um what was it Blake? i don't know um, holiday not nah, holly am, am, am i drunk right now holiday right yeah yeah they got some, I, that's i, I think I, it's I a great move i'm just saying they were already the oldest team in the league last year which people forget about so like if they Everybody don't win in this old. in this small window all those dudes are going to be past their primes or retired and you're going to have to start finagling to get some more dudes with now Dude,
1: holiday, 30 he's still got like five years left they're fine
0: I'm just saying they were the oldest team in the league, and in the young man's league, like.
1: Mm, I don't know. I think they got a lot better. I think Eric Bledsoe stinks, and whoever else they got rid of, I forget. But Drew Holiday is nasty.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Did you see the uh, the Kobe 6 Grinches?
1: I didn't see him. I saw it. No, I wasn't going yeah, up.
0: I think he wore them how many years ago on Christmas one, and they had never released them. For like sales, now you can you can actually buy
1: them. Oh, these are sick. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't pull them off, but they're sick. No, no,
0: hell no, me
1: either. <laughs> Three thousand dollars on eBay, okay. Yep. You Shoes get... are crazy, man.
0: You give me it for Christmas.
1: Shoes are crazy. That's gonna be the I'm, biggest I'm profit happy... margin in like all of business, doesn't it? What are you say Shoes have to be like the biggest profit margin in the world. They cost like a nickel to make. And they sell them for like five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I never. I'm not a shoe sneaker head, but for those that are like super good at flipping sneakers, man, good for them. Good for them. Uh, Rajon Rondo, a little bit of trouble.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: So apparently, he was him and his girlfriend are both sued for assault. Something happened. This is back in the summer. It happened some, there was a woman who was parked too close to Rondo's car, which Rondo's car was parked in a handicap spot without a handicap tag. And from what I was reading in the article, I mean, his girlfriend came out and saw that and they were pissed off that she was parked so close to their car because they couldn't get out. And then they shoved her. And then she's claiming now that she has like long-term injuries or disabilities from that quote unquote alleged assault. So I don't know, man. Rondo. Rondo, Rondo, Rondo.
1: They both kind of sound like assholes. Yeah. Sue you know, all those, three of them.
0: Those are one of those that's one of those like article, like those headlines you have to click on that. Like you some of the some of the headlines, yeah, you can just read. But this is one like all right, I need to dig in more before I talk about this. <laughs> so I can hear like what this is all about. But that's the gist I got from it. So I don't know.
1: I don't know.
0: Rondo. Hang him up, bud.
1: Dude, a Rondo. Last
0: bit of news for the NBA, though, we have a $2 million grant presented by the NBA Foundation to mentor, train high schoolers to mid level professionals um, within the black community. So the NBA continuing their push to help those um, of different races and continuing the fight for diversity. I does an awesome job of that. They're very, very progressive in all parts of their business, I must say. Um, from like the side of the businesses I'm on to the top, like a lot of people follow the NBA in the business world, like on the sports business world, because of how great they're able to push forward. They're progressive. They do a great job of sharing best practices on the business front too, which I don't think people know, maybe not care about, but like just from what I see, like they have a very, very, very great thing going and they're going to continue doing it so good for the nba you got anything else on basketball sir
1: no i don't think so i saw ad balling last night He like six threes did he yeah
0: chef curry and he also was
1: through. cutting he's also cutting his toenails on the bench Ew. Was disgusting yeah he was yeah he's trimming his toenails on the bench
0: he was doing it himself right no one else was holding his feet and doing that
1: no, he was yeah, but he was just okay. doing it on the bench.
0: Oh, why just go back to the locker,
1: maybe? <laughs> it was gross. Yeah, it was like, no panned over and he had just no shoe on or nothing, <laughs> and no sock on. he was, there, someone gave him like a towel and like clippers. I was like, okay.
2: <laughs> Ew.
1: Uh, he's I don't know. He's a different beast. That's gross. Oh, um, I
0: love when uh When Mal sends over, or just in general, we like I see the famous Los Instagram posts. I love that when he does, he he gives a quick roundup of the league. And now that Steph Curry's back and healthy, he calls him the (laughs) Split (laughs) Act (laughs) King. So every time he throws, he goes pink, pink. Oh my god, the Split Act King is back! Mm And Steph had like another six threes last night. He's just toying with everybody. Got a new hair, hair look and feel. He's got a the the tight little braids. Yeah, saw that. with the skin fade, so that's a new look for Steph. I'm going to have to get used to that one. But the split cat king is back. Um, NFL. Did you see this, by the way? Mm-mm. That the line center Frank Ragnow played with a fractured throat last game.
1: The hell's that mean? I was.
0: I I don't know. He's not. He's the doctors have advised him not to talk for like a week. How do you break your throat? I don't know. It's he It's soft. Must be got, he played the whole game. After that, and no one really knew about it. Hmm. I'm just thinking, wow. Oh, your trope.
1: <laughs> I don't know. He must
0: have got like face mask or something. I've never I seen
1: that. Paul I mean, in the neck. Yeah. Drew Brees back. They need Paul's
0: it. Thoughts on, the, on the Saints Chiefs? Is that is that way he here. stinks. It's <laughs> things. I mean, stinks. Played okay. Ran the ball you well. Lost,
1: you, lost, you, lost her, you lost the Eagles.
0: Yeah, that, that was that was more than than Taysom. That was they also had like a nine game win streak at that point. Like eventually you have to lose. You That's played an Eagles work. team. You played it. It was the perfect storm. A, a team on a win streak with a backup quarterback now playing a new team who has a new quarterback who has new energy who still can play very competitive football at home on their own turf in a must win game. Like
1: Stars the line for the Eagles. It doesn't even matter. And I, I NFL news at this point, I mean, no one's no one's going to beat the Chiefs. I'm no one's gonna You don't beat think the so? No. I really okay. I really I really believe that. I thought the Steelers could and they look so they've looked so bad recently. I know I know Buffalo's getting hot, but it's like can they I don't know. You have to Oh, so first of all, obviously
0: you have to have a team offensively you have to
1: be able to score thirty-five points at right. Yeah, work. right.
0: You have to, so any of the teams that can't score with the Chiefs, you're already out. So, in my opinion, if you just look at, let me we can run through this real quick because I think this is this is the time of year where it's an important topic to talk about. In my opinion, in the AFC, you have, um, let's look here. I don't. I genuinely do not think Pittsburgh can play offensively with Kansas City.
1: No, it's the, Bills, it's the Bills offensively, I think, can try and do it, but their defense sucks. But and then Steelers but the defense, defense is
0: sucks. playing better. They're getting healthy again. They're getting healthier, so they're playing better.
1: Um, yeah, but, I, think, yeah, but like, I, I don't know.
0: I think Tennessee has the offense to stay with them, but again, their defense has been garbage. Their defense is
1: horrible. Yep.
0: Cleveland, I think, has the offense, but their defense has been even their worse. Their
1: defense is than even any. worse.
0: Um, I don't think Miami has it in them offensively. I still no. don't think he was playing that well. I don't know. Indianapolis has been playing better. But like no. if you're gonna there ain't no way Phillip Rivers is in, in an offensive no. shoot like throwing shootout. Baltimore, if they're like gonna keep playing this way, I know they're beating up on some bad teams, but like offensively they can do it in the run game. Other than that, like any of these other bubble teams. So we're saying maybe four teams that can like offensively
1: compete, compete. I don't know, not, if not compete for two them. quarters. Yeah.
0: Because you have to worry about the defense. And then you have to legit
1: was, if you if you scroll less than thirty points, your odds of losing go through the roof. You have to score like thirty five points to even think about beating them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess on the on like the NFC side in a Super Bowl scenario, like the Packers and they do have a good pass defense, so they they can like try and slow them down. The Saints obviously on yeah, both sides of the ball when they're healthy, they're rolling. Um, I mean the Rams when they're on, they they're playing well, but like, you never know what you're gonna get from Jared Goff. And Seattle's other one, but. Who knows with them? And I don't think
1: – KC would score 80 on Seattle.
0: I know. Even though their defense hasn't played a little better too, I just – I don't know. And then Tampa, like, I don't know. You never know with Tom Brady, but I just don't think they're consistent enough. They don't haven't shown me enough. And I really life. just
1: don't – I mean, obviously, it could happen, but I just really don't – I don't know. No, I'm, not, I'm glad There's you no brought it up because I did, I did want to dig into that. Why anyone can beat them. Yeah,
0: no, I'm glad you brought it like, up. I did want to dig in because it is the perfect time of year. You're in the final quarter of the season and
1: like even the Packers like the Packers can do it offensively but the Packers would need like Aaron Jones isn't really doing shit right now like he has to be like the focal point and also Devontae just chewing which that, yeah. that, can, that can happen but so here's the thing right now the like Packers I,
0: though I because know. they're they're sling they're, they're throwing so early in the year it was like they were running running even though Aaron Rodgers still playing well like Aaron Jones was getting like a lot of work and they've been throwing the ball fine so he hasn't got the same work and like I mean I think it's a good they're making great adjustments and I do think Kansas City's run defenses can be exploited just like the Packers they're they're a similar team in the sense that like I think they both have those offenses that can explode I think Kansas City more so obviously and they have those like defenses that can play good pass rush good pass D but they'll funnel like allow you to run so I think that I mean Obviously, I'm biased as a Packers fan, but I do think that'd be an amazing, amazing
1: Super Bowl. Um, well, I was going to say, as, as a fan in general, I'd I'd much prefer to watch Chiefs Packers than Chiefs yeah. like Saints or Bucks. I'd much rather watch the Packers play.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think Packers Bills would be a sick one too.
1: I do want that. I think the Bills are the only offensively capable team to even like to even hang with the Chiefs in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I do too. And like resilience, like resiliency. I I do think Tennessee's got some resiliency too. Pittsburgh's gonna I know, fight. I, like- I just do think they can do it. Big Ben. I saw a stat the other day. I was I listened to Straight of Vegas on Fox Sports. In the last, I think it was four or five games, he has one completion over
1: thirty yards or something like that. They're not. Uh, the Steelers are as good as the, they're they as dead as mud. I I was so high on them and their yeah. offense. They have just they have no offense. They they can't move the ball. Their defense the defense is still off awesome the ball. So like, That's going probably to carry them probably to the conference championship game, but right. I don't know. Who knows? I don't
0: know. Good combo, though. Uh, last bit of info for the NFL, though, we'll quickly review the Chargers-Vegas game on Thursday night. Joey had the Chargers. I had Vegas in our pick them so I started off the week down one. Not good, not good. Also, Torsha and uh, – Ricky Barton were also split on that. Ricky was with me on Vegas. Torsha had the Chargers. So in our semifinal for the Pick'em pod. Brian Torsha up to an early one the start. Obviously, by the time you guys are listening, there'll be much, much more going on and games completed on Saturday. Yada yada yada.
1: But um Poor David Carr. Yeah,
0: Mariota looked a little good, bud. Dude, he he, he was coming that pill. That dime, he, probably- he threw, his first touchdown, he threw was probably the best throw I've seen all year. It was one of those throws like Nick Foles in the Super Bowl where it went to Waller. It literally just like turned over and then just blank, ran the bread basket.
1: Dude, maybe I don't know. Maybe he, I think he was the kind of guy who he had played so much that he and the way that he plays is he's prone to injury. Maybe the few, the, maybe the the two years off for him just he just got healthy. Who know? Who knows? Because he obviously, I mean, he was the guy was a, a Heisman quarterback. He was obviously good. He's good.
0: Did he ever sit when he first started, or did he get drafted and start right
1: away? No, he came he came right in Tennessee and played a lot. And like him and they were they were flip flopping like him and it was him and Tannehill, wasn't it? When they, when they first got yeah. Tannehill, they were flip flopping. I think he Tannehill played no, well
0: no, up. he played for no. Tannehill was still in Miami. They brought over Tannehill from Miami
1: to start yeah, Miami. and then they were like they were like rotating games, like they were like yeah. interchanging starts. But then like Tannehill started obviously playing really well that one year, he blew up, and then they just canned Mariota, but. Right. Who knows? Maybe just I don't know. He no, could have gotten point. healthier. So, maybe so, I know it's. Right. Up, but... Go ahead. I, don't know. I, was, I was saying, saying it's in, only in car, when Car was running the sideline, he just grabbed this junk. I'm like, did he like hurt his nuts? Like, what do he do? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah was so he pulled the groin or something. he was
0: just rolling out, and he's going to pull up from like rolling out around the bounds, and just a little pop. You can see in his hips, like, oh no, really mm-hmm. groin. No, so grab. Gra-
1: he just grabs his bag and just run it. Then run to the sideline. Like, oh no! He texts the group.
0: I was like, Oh no, David. He's done. And Joey texts back in the group. He heard his pee <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> he I grabbed it. It so I don't know. I, I was that not far. ready for that. I was not ready for that. Um, but no, it's a good point to bring up. And maybe it's a small sample size after one game against a bad defense. But maybe he needed time to. Sit behind someone to see the game from a different lens because he never had the break. Like, he literally came in from Pac 12 football where you're paying awful defenses to not playing the best defenses in the world.
1: And I, he struggled. So maybe he made the, he won, he won a playoff game one year. He won the wild card game like his second year. I remember, remember those was when he, he dove and got, he got like flipped into the end zone. Oh, he won yeah, the game. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Titans. He yeah. was, he's, I, I don't know. I don't think he's the best, but.
0: No, no, I just he's think he, better than,
1: he's better than he's better than half these bums out there playing for these teams. He's better than Trubisky and Foles. He's better than whoever San Fran has. Mullins. I feel like he should get another chance if he's healthy. Yeah.
0: I think uh I think he played well. And I think he adds a new dimension to that team. and He run the football. He had an 80 yard rush, I think, something like that. Um, he looked good. Did. did. All right, let's wrap it up with the hockey. Tentative agreement. Again, as a Friday night. On a 56-game schedule, um, NHL, PA, and the NHL still have to like, figure out some logistical stuff accordingly, but it was tweeted out by multiple news sources, so we'll see what it uh, what it looks like. So, I know the January 13th target date was what we talked about last week. We'll see if that holds or not. Um, we're getting, uh, getting close, NHL. Getting close. Got to figure some shit out. (laughs) Well, I don't know how we're there, but maybe even pushing it back a couple weeks. Like, who knows? Like, if they really even are that worried about doing that. Because I don't think it ultimately matters if they miss another couple games, you know, or push push the Mm -hmm. full season back in a week or two. So we'll see. But uh, that's all I got today, Joe.
1: Happy holidays, folks.
0: That's right. We travel, have, safe, uh,
1: travel safely.
0: Yes, please travel safely if you're going Z- somewhere. Enjoy
1: time. Be also, be safe mm-hmm. with the vid.
0: And uh, so next
1: week, we will
0: have the finals for the Sauce Pod Pick'em. Yes. Which will be releasing on Christmas Eve. We figured, hey, even though it's a holiday, we know it's a different atmosphere this year. So maybe people will be more so alone. This year than usual, so why not drop a pod in case anyone needs a, but you know, a good hour of their life with some uh, football content in their ears. Well, we can
1: do Wednesday drop. If you want one on Wednesday drop? Let me know. If we get enough Wednesday votes, we can do that too, probably. Okay. If it all aligns maybe I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I
0: think it's, I think it's okay yeah. to drop on Christmas Eve just because, like, there are people that still work on Christmas Eve. You know.
1: I mean, shit, we dropped one on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a football holiday on top of a national holiday, so.
1: True. Um,
0: and then normal pod will drop on Sunday. So we have. Wow. This we have two Christmas more Eve. There's one.
1: What? There's one sporting event on Christmas Eve. Hawaii, Houston. Hawaii, Houston. What time is that? Midnight. No, three thirty. Oh. Everyone, everyone gets to enjoy it. Wow, no one, no one gets to usually watch Hawaii.
0: They're usually the midnight game.
1: It's uh, the New Mex- the New Mexico Bowl. Ooh. Everyone's favorite bowl.
0: Yeah, that's, it actually is a good bowl. So that's the one that's that's actually pretty well known. Um, so we have two shows left, Joe, for the year 2020, or two two full weeks of shows left. And then we will be on to 2021.
1: Well, no, next Sunday is the last Sunday.
0: That's what I mean. This, I'm sorry, this well, counting this week.
1: Oh, well, this well, this okay. week
0: of shows, yes, next week of the two shows, and then we'll sneak in the NFL one before New Year's.
1: Well, so that's gonna be looking like it's gonna be on New Year's Eve. Will be the final. Well, no, I bet that'll be the the, the final That'd episode first. But that'll be the when the winner yeah, comes yeah, yeah. on.
0: Could be the final for you and I though we're for so the victory awesome. lap. And Might be then... our final.
1: Yeah, I never know.
0: Yeah. Wow. Holy moly. And then once you get to 2021, we can start looking forward to our one year anniversary, which will be what end of April.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Crazy.
0: So, well, folks, thank you so much for listening. As always, thank you for tuning into the, the interview with Jamie Chamboli. I'm sure you all enjoyed that as always. We don't ask for anything. Yeah. I can't believe you, you're also listening. As we always say, we should believe it at this point, I think we're, we're doing all right. But anyway, thank you for so much for listening. And all we ask is that you continue to share this with your folks, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your dogs, your cats. Feel free to reshare anything that we post on our socials. And we're going to keep rolling. Keep rolling. Another, another good interview next week, maybe. Local legend, maybe. I don't want to tease it yet, Joe. But it'll be a good one next week. Yeah. So We love you all. Enjoy your Sunday sauce. Enjoy football. Enjoy college basketball. Enjoy your family. Please enjoy your family. Put down your laptops for a little while. during the next couple of weeks and just put some focus on your family and friends that you're spending time with. Everyone's the work from home life especially is I think blending in everyone's normal lives and separation is key. So close the damn laptop. Talk to people. Call grandma and pops up. Call your aunts and uncles. It's the time of your to give and love, Joe. That's my that's my soapbox preach for the day. Love it. Love it. All right, everyone. As always, take it easy, man.